0: Sinister, sinister podcast Listen at your own risk.
1: To preface what I'm about to tell you, I should let you know that I'm not a believer in the supernatural. Not really, anyway. I guess I believe in God, but I'm not very religious. The concept of demons and ghosts and all that crap never really registered in my mind. Telling scary stories late at night to my little brother as a kid was the closest I'd ever gotten. But what happened two months ago changed all of that. I'm not anyone special. I'm a college kid attending community college in the town I grew up in and working a late night shift at Mickey D's to help pay for it. Thrilling, right? But for me, I don't mind the normalcy. I like my town. I like the closeness of it all, and the decision to stay here gave me a sense of comfort in the midst of all the unknowns about the future. My managers made it clear they would do everything they could to work with my schedule. And so I'd often work from around 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. as part of the closing shift. That's where I was that Wednesday, taking drive through orders as the daylight faded and the air turned cold. It was barely spring, and the weather in my state hadn't quite figured that out yet. Each time I opened the window to take someone's credit card to scan, I got a blast of cold that felt like it was cutting all the way through me. Damn, it's cold. By the time we were ready to close up, I was freezing, tired, and pretty miserable. I still had to walk home too. So, it was around half past 11 as I made my way through the dark streets back to my apartment. I live in a small town that's just outside of a fairly big city. And though we're not some metropolis, we aren't a tiny dot on the map either. Decently sized houses and duplexes lined the sidewalks of my path home, but almost all of them were dark and silent. Other than the occasional street lamp that would cast a warm orange glow in the section of my path, the only light was from the full moon out that night. I never minded that darkness, even with the biting cold of the breeze that kept trying to blow my hat off. For me, There was a peace about the night and a feeling it carried that would make me relax. A calmness, I guess you could say, in the air. Occasionally, over the months I'd worked this job, I'd pass a fellow walker on the sidewalk, neither of us acknowledging the other, and it felt like any other person would intrude on your little world. But that's just how it was. So when I was about halfway home and I saw a figure heading my way, I didn't think anything of it. Our city has a very low crime rate, and I always carried mace with me on these late nights, so I wasn't worried about that aspect. But as I got nearer and the person moved past one of the street lamps, I could make out some features. It was a man wearing some kind of trench coat or cloak or something that was almost as dark as the starless sky that night. I couldn't tell much else, mainly because he had the hood of his coat pulled low over his eyes. But my first real glance at him left me strangely uneasy. It was like some of those pictures you see of old places that seemed familiar, but just a little bit off. Only this feeling came from a person, a person who was heading right towards me. I tried not to let my unease show as the man neared me. I only had two blocks straight ahead until I reached my apartment, so I was just going to keep my head down and walk on, and get to bed as soon as possible. But as the man neared to about an arm's length away, I swear I felt heat radiating off of him like the night was cold, there was no denying it. The wind bit at me, the air was dry, and my jacket wasn't nearly thick enough. But as we walked towards each other, I suddenly felt hot, like 80 degrees in the summer sun type of hot. The surprise of it caused me to look up to see what the hell was up, and I was just about to pass him. He was angled to face me as he walked by, and I was in just the position to see into the hood pulled over his head. My eyes met his, or rather, my gaze fell onto where his eyes should have been, but there was nothing. He had no eyes. He had no mouth. He had no nose, no eyebrows, no features. This man passing me on the sidewalk at almost midnight had no actual face, and he was radiating warmth like a heat lamp. You might think I'm crazy, and truth be told, I first did as well. The moment I realized what I was seeing, I let out a startled yelp and jumped back, and the man jolted away as if I'd slapped him. Then the instant was over, and I couldn't see under his hood anymore, but I could see his head turn towards me as he hastily stepped back a few steps. You, you can see me? His voice softer than I thought it would have been. I'm not sure how he even spoke, but words were spoken and were spoken almost with painfully precise pronunciation.
0: Uh, yes?
1: Unsure of what to say. Hell, I was unsure of what to think. Had my eyes just deceived me? Was it a trick of the light? But then his next few words cut through my attempts at rationalization and left me with my mouth open in shock. Mortals aren't supposed to be able to see me. Especially not the ones I'm supposed to come for. For the first few seconds, my brain didn't even register the word mortals. All I heard was that last part, and how it sounded very much like a threat. I took another step back at that, suddenly overly conscious of how dark and solitary everything really was during nights like these. In an instant, the night didn't seem very calming anymore. I have a weapon, so don't even think about trying anything! But to make me even more confused, he started to shake his head. I'm not the
0: one here to hurt you, Noah. I'm just here to carry you
1: home. My body froze, and I felt a chill run down my spine. But this time, it had absolutely nothing to do with the cold. What are you? And how the hell do you know who I am? Are you some kind of stalker or something? Huh? Don't you dare make a move on me! My hand had closed around the small spray can in my pocket as I had spoken, but he made no moves towards me. I won't, but he might. Before those words even had a chance to register, something slammed into the back of my head, and in an instant I was sprawled out on the pavement, mace no longer in my hands, and something wet and sticky was on the back of my head. Pain shot through me, and I could barely move my head, let alone try to stand up. My vision was fuzzy too. But when it cleared a bit, I saw someone else standing over me. The faceless man was gone, but this newcomer had something pointed at me that looked very much like a gun. You little fucker! You know how long it's taken me to find you?! I couldn't see the newcomer's face, but that was because he wore a surgeon's mask over his mouth and nose. I could make out dark looking hair reaching to his shoulders, and clothes that looked worn and I wondered if maybe this was the faceless man's accomplice. You think you could do whatever the hell you want? Suddenly lashing out with his foot and kicking me in the side, I doubled over as another surge of pain hit me like a wave of needles spreading throughout my body. And when I coughed, I could taste blood. You call shits are all the same, thinking because you got the money, you could get away with anything. That car was how I got to work, how I could eat, how I could pay rent, and you f-ed it all. I had no idea what this guy was talking about. I still don't. On that dark stretch of street, I think he mistook me for some other college prick that screwed him over somehow. But laying there on my back, all I could see was the barrel of a revolver jammed in my face. He was serious. He was gonna kill me. And as I whipped my head from side to side, I saw that the houses along this section of street were all dark and silent. There was no one here to help me. I'm not who you think I am! Throwing my hands up as I scrambled to crawl back from him, the only answer I got was the snap of his gun being cocked, which froze me in my tracks. You're done. Was all he said, and when I looked up and caught a glimpse of his eyes, I saw that I was about to die. I could see that in his glare, in his stance, in the way the light from the distant street lamp glinted off the barrel of the gun. I was about to die. And then I saw something else out of the corner of my vision, and I turned my head before the man in front of me could pull the trigger. There, standing a few feet to my right, was the faceless man. He stood silently, motionless, like he was a statue erected there in monument to my death. But he was there. Someone was there.
0: Please help me!
1: I called out to him, and I could see him flinch, like he had been physically hurt by my words. The man with the gun turned slightly to see who I was talking to, and although his gaze was right on the faceless man, it was like he looked right through him and saw nothing. There's nobody here to hear you scream. Taking a step closer and pressing the cold metal of the barrel against my cheek. So save yourself some dignity and shut the hell up!
0: I know you're there! I can see you!
1: I pleaded, ignoring my assailant's words to beg the faceless man to help me. I
0: know you can see me! Please! Please don't let me die!
1: I was crying as I begged for my life. Tears poured down my cheeks, and my chest heaved, but other than the initial tilt of the head, there was no response from the faceless man. My attacker, however, drew in a deep breath, and I could tell he was only a second away from pulling the trigger. Then, the faceless man moved just barely, holding up a single finger, and my attacker's stomach exploded right in front of me. It was like someone had punched a hole straight through him. I felt warm blood spatter across my face suddenly as the man was all of a sudden missing half of his torso, and as I jolted away in initial shock, the man managed to turn and look at me before he fell. His eyes were confused, scared, and accusing. I was the last thing he saw before he crumpled to the ground, spilling blood and entrails onto the sidewalk and onto me. I didn't move. I couldn't move. I was laying on my back, and I could still feel the warmth of his blood on me. I couldn't move my eyes away from the sight of him just lying there. A grown man was just killed in front of me, and I couldn't look away from the blood, the body, the intestines strewn across the sidewalk. I couldn't look away. I still can't get that sight out of my mind, even if the police told me they found no body. I can't forget it. But I wanted nothing more than to unsee that sight. I was shaken out of my shock, if only for a minute, by the sound of footsteps on the sidewalk. I managed to wrench my eyes away from the mess in front of me to see the faceless man standing over me. Cloak still pulled low over his head. But he didn't speak. I was shaking I was so terrified. I didn't know what just happened. I don't know what this thing was. All I knew was that it could kill me too with the flick of a finger if it wanted. Then it slowly bent down so that it was kneeling over the would-be murderer's body and reached up to gently pull down the hood from its face. I had caught a glimpse of its face before, but this was even worse. Its head was round and the skin was light, but it had no ears. It had no hair, no eyebrows, no mouth, no nose, no eyes. Nothing. Its head was just a flesh-covered orb and I couldn't help but cower as it turned to look at me. I don't know how it could see me, but I felt its gaze on me somehow. It felt cold despite the heat the figure radiated.
0: What, what are you?
1: It reached its hand down and trailed it through the rapidly growing pool of blood by the body. Then it brought the hand up to its head and with two reddened fingers extended, swiped its hand across its face. I didn't see it at first, but after a few seconds, I realized it drew a crude smile where the mouth should have been. A little curved line, drawn with blood, was the only face it had now. You call me
0: the Faceless
1: Man. It, or rather, he said, but nothing moved on its head. The words simply poured out of him, without any movement or visible actions. I'm known by many names. Some call
0: me Death. Some call me the Reaper. Others simply call me a ferryman or a traveler. Each name is correct. You... you are... Yes, I am. And you are not supposed to see me, Noah Antony. So tell me,
1: how is it that you can? I couldn't answer. I didn't know. I, I still don't. I was literally staring at the faceless man of death, and it asked me how I could see it. I simply shrugged as my body trembled, but I couldn't turn my eyes away from him.
0: I do not understand. You aren't supposed to see me, and you were supposed to die tonight. He continued, almost as if I wasn't even there. But you did, and you saw me a second time. I couldn't let you go without asking you, but I couldn't interfere with fate. And yet, I did. You begged me to help, and I couldn't turn you away. I've never been talked to by a mortal before. What is this?
1: What are you? Thank you for saving me. And those words seemed to snap the faceless man out of his moment. He straightened silently, and the face turned away from me. I gave you a
0: second chance tonight, Noah Anthony. It is not something I do often. Don't waste it, and know that I will be watching you. Now go. Tell no one, and forget what
1: you saw. When I blinked, The faceless man was gone. The body still lay at my feet, gaping hole in the middle of its stomach. The man's blood was still on my face, but it wasn't warm anymore. I wasn't hallucinating. I wasn't crazy. As blood continued to soak the pavement, I got to my feet, and I ran home as fast as I could. But I couldn't do what the faceless man asked. I couldn't forget. The moment I got to my apartment and locked the door, I called the police and told them what happened. Well, I told them someone had tried to kill me and they had gotten shot or something in front of me. I was crying as I told them, the words spilling out of me as I saw the man whose name I didn't even know die over and over and over again in front of my eyes. I saw it when I tried to close my eyes and sleep. I saw it when I dreamed. And when the police came to my house to tell me they found no sign of the body or any indication of an attack, I still saw it in my mind. No one's ever believed my story. Not even my therapist will listen to me. I've turned to family, to church, but everyone looks at me like I've lost my mind. But I know I haven't. I know what I saw and what I felt. If I was going crazy, how could I have made up something that keeps me awake every damn night? If I was hallucinating, how could I see the bloody corpse every time I set foot on the sidewalk? But as the days turned to weeks, and the weeks turned to months, I started to believe them. Maybe they were right. Maybe it was a dream, or maybe I hallucinated it all. The image in my mind of the dead man lying in front of me was blurry now, and it made me wonder if maybe it never happened at all. I was starting to believe that it was all just a bad dream, but then last night, when I started to relax back into my routine, I saw him again. The faceless man came back to me. I had quit my job and was focusing on college after my first encounter, and last night, I was up late cramming for a final that was coming next week. I was focusing on the equations in my book and I was fighting off tiredness, but I was awake and alert nonetheless. So when the silence of my little apartment was broken by the sudden sound of static, I almost jumped out of my chair. I rushed over to the second room that served as a kitchen, dining room, and living room all at once, and I saw that my TV had somehow turned itself on. I knew for a fact I had turned it off but at that moment, the screen was filled with white static and the noise was filling the room. Confused, I moved closer and bent down to look at it, and that was when I caught a glimpse of a figure flash by amidst the static on the screen. The image was only for an instant, but the black silhouette was such a contrast to the white of the screen that it had startled me back a step. That's when I heard his voice. Noah Anthony. I jumped and whirled around, My heart was racing as I recognized the voice that spoke, even though I wished that I hadn't. Standing behind me, exactly the same as he had looked two months earlier, was the faceless man. Only this time, there was no darkness to hide his features. There was no safety in the openness of a street.
0: What are you doing here?
1: Hoping my surprise would hide my horror and disappointment. It's a strange thing to say I was disappointed but I had almost convinced myself that what had happened wasn't real. And now, he was in my house. In response, the faceless man stepped forward very quickly and grabbed onto my shoulder, enough where it startled me. Immediately, searing hot pain shot through me as my mind registered that his hand was burning hot, and although I tried to shake loose, his grip was like iron. His hand kept clamped down on my shoulder, and when I looked up in fear, I saw something I didn't expect. His hood had been pulled down to reveal the same featureless face. Only this time, something had changed. For an instant, I could see two brilliant red dots where his eyes should have been. And when my own eyes locked onto them, I found that I couldn't look away.
0: Noah Anthony, listen to me. Fate has not been happy with the second chance I've given you. She is angry and has vowed to change your path again to bring you back home. She's going to bring you to her again, and I
1: can't give you any more chances.
0: What do you mean?
1: I stammered, unable to wrap my head around the words spoken without a mouth. Are you saying something's going to kill me? Yes, if fate. Waves her hand,
0: then the world itself will turn against you and you will die. And if you die, without finding answers for what we both crave to know.
1: The faceless man trailed off and pulled his hand away. You have to run. You have to survive. If I reach you again,
0: that means that your death is no longer escapable. You have to find out why you're different. Noah Anthony. find
1: out for both of our sakes. But- I began, but he tapped a burning finger to my forehead and cut me off. Sleep. My eyes shut against my will, and when I opened them a moment later, I was lying on my apartment floor, and the morning sunlight poured through the windows. The faceless man was gone, and I was again left confused and afraid. Only this time, I knew that something else, something worse, was coming, or rather, is coming. I know now that I don't have any more time to waste. If death is coming for me, I have to be ready. I have to understand why I can see him, why he saved my life when he should have taken it, and how I can escape him once more. So that's why the first thing I did when I woke up this morning was to type this out and post here... I'm done with ignoring the truth. I need to find answers, even if I don't know how. So I'm starting here. I'm asking any of you, please, tell me if you know anything about what's happening to me. I need every clue I can find before my clock runs out.